NapaBroadcasting.com, Napa Valley Radio, for the way we live now. Welcome back to NapaBroadcasting.com and our continuing coverage of the Napa Valley Film Festival 2015 and our ongoing conversations with filmmakers. It is my pleasure to be joined right now by Chris Thor. He is the director and producer of a film that is in the narrative feature competition at this year's festival. The film is Estrella. Chris, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you here. Tell us a little bit about the film. Australia is a post-apocalyptic coming-of-age story um, that has a few sci-fi elements sprinkled in it as well. It was uh, sort of made uh, in, a, in an attempt to make a post-apocalyptic movie that was a little less about sort of gore and zombies and the evil of man and, and focusing a little bit more on sort of what the psychology of that kind of environment would be and what uh, sort of a small group of people forming a family inside of that world would look like. Tell us a little bit about your own thought process and as this project evolved in wanting to do a post-apocalyptic movie and, and really knowing that that genre has, has played out in so many different ways and trying to find a unique angle on it. Well, it's a good question because I think that sort of is exactly what inspired us. That question is exactly what inspired us to do it in the first place. Uh, Ashlyn, the writer, and I had long talked about what it would be like to create something that was asking real questions and not sort of fantastical questions about the apocalypse. Like, what would one do when the gas stopped working? What would one do without electricity? How would one make a septic system? So some of the more sort of practical aspects really attracted us. The other idea of sort of an elegy to humanity and then what what humanity's next step of evolution would be, how they listen differently. Would you hear people across vast expanses because there's so few human beings left? These were sort of the big questions that we were left with and, and we wanted to shoot it in northern Maine because the image of a world that had all of these bodies sort of littered around it but covered in snow. So there would obviously be the production element. We had, didn't have a huge budget. So we couldn't have a million dead bodies laying everywhere. But we did like the idea that there was sort of a softer, more beautiful way of looking at the loss of humanity. And how was it informed by looking at the state of humanity today and trying to understand kind of where we are today and how we could get to this kind of world and, and really what the moral dimensions of that might look like? Uh, one of the things that we, that there's four central characters in the film and, and in some ways each of them represents a different way. You know, one is more practical, one is more hopeful, one is more cynical. And, and I think one of the things for us was finding sort of what different opinions about this would be after the fact. Like there's a lot of talk in the film about the fact that humanity deserves this because of the way that we've behaved. Um, there's another sort of track in the film where, where one of the characters is saying, you know what, Astraea, the lead character, is based on a Greek myth. Um, Astraea was the last goddess to leave man to go to Mount Olympus and said she would be the first to come back to lead man to his golden age. So I think one of the ideas and the sort of central drive is that this young woman who is driving the narrative of the film is also one who sort of, because she doesn't have the memories of humanity, she wants to carry humanity to whatever its next step of evolution will be. And I think that those were the two sort of there's one version where there's blame pulling us backwards, and then there's sort of hope pushing us forwards, and that's a central conflict in the film. Of course, anytime you do a post-apocalyptic story, the question always comes up, how much hope is there and how dystopian is it? Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's the balance, I think, that we were trying to find, because there's a reason why they're so popular, you know, and like why most of them involve zombies nipping at the heels of the hero <laughs> as they run away. 
Um, and I think for us, we wanted to, we wanted to subvert that a bit um, and still have this idea of a dystopia. But I think we were, while some people I think are focusing on sort of the violence and the, the blood of it all, if you were, we were trying to focus a little bit more on the, the, the sadness and the loneliness inside of this world. You know, what that, if you're stuck with the same person for two years and you have no other contact with anyone else, is there anything left to say? You know, and so one of the things that, especially being in Northern Maine, was very helpful was that it, silence became a big part of the film and just how there's no sounds of planes overhead, there's no sounds of refrigerators, you know what I mean? That, that it's just a truly quiet world. Talk a little bit about getting the film made and how you put it together. Well, we uh, the four the four of us, Scotty, Jess, and Ashlyn. Jess, uh, Jess, and Scotty are two the two two of the five, four leads, and Ashlyn is um, is the writer, and all four of us are the producers. We had worked on a, a small film called Diving Normal before, and and it was a very good collaboration. So we decided to raise the money ourselves. You know, beg, borrowed, and stole everything we could find. Um, we got a very small group up in Maine. We lived in the house that we shot in, so it was a really sort of DIY, as uh, bare bones of the production as as it could have been. But in some ways, I think that really lent to, you know, it's a film about survival, and and the making of the film was so sort of close to surviving. You know what I mean? It was we were doing everything we could to stay warm, just like the same way the characters were doing everything they could to stay warm. There was no trailer to hide in, and you know, there's scenes where. Actors have to be in in the water in a frozen lake, and you know the only way to really do that was cut open a frozen lake and throw the actors in. So those <laughs> kinds of aspects of the filmmaking were very very real, and in some ways it mirrored the the story in a really nice way, and it was a pretty incredible sort of experience that way. How long ago did you make the film? We shot it two winters ago, and then we last winter we needed to do some reshoots. We wanted to get more of them traveling. Uh, through sort of empty landscapes. So we, we, wait, we had to wait an entire year for the next winter, but then we sort of went and shot for three days of just them walking through barren winter landscapes. And tell us a little bit about what audience reaction to the film has been thus far. I think the, a lot of people have seen it as very thoughtful uh, and as a thoughtful explore, exploration of, uh, of, the, of the apocalypse. And I think there's been a, you know, it's an interesting thing, I think, some younger audiences haven't uh, reacted as, as we thought they would have because we thought it would sort of be a fresh take. But a lot of older audiences have really come to appreciate it. And I wonder in some ways if that's maybe because it's not focusing on that, that zombie apocalypse kind of thing that's always out there. It's because it's a very fast, it's outside of just the, the sort of evil of man, like I keep saying, uh, evil of man, post-apocalyptic dystopian world. There's a, a ton of very sort of rich psychological um, aspects that I think have come out in it. So people, I think, have really appreciated that. And the thing that we've heard the most is that we've gotten a lot of emails after being at festivals of people saying that it, you know, it really stuck with them. And they kept sort of, as they got home, they were like, well, what would I do in that scenario? Because we had been asking those questions of the lead characters in the film. I mean, I guess we've become a little too zombified in thinking of any kind of post-apocalyptic vision. Yeah, you know, and it's, I think we... Listen, it's Australia is a very it's a very thoughtful and sort of from from what I hope is a deep movie, but it's not you know it's not quick editing and a lot of that kind of stuff. And I think that there is you see a lot in the European cinema still of sort of more longer burn films, but in the states today it's it's a harder it's a it's harder to find films that are that are a little bit more methodical and have sort of 
an, an expanse that goes through the film. I think people are very used to very quick edits and uh, have a little bit of a shorter attention span. So it's been, that's been, I think one of the things that we've, uh, we've, we've seen is that some people are like, Oh, it's just not nappy enough, you know, and other people really appreciate the thoughtfulness. So, um, so, and I, and in fact, that dialogue has been really interesting and, and, uh, and I've actually appreciated that. Tell us a little bit about what you hope to have happen with the film. <laughs> I would love for it to be uh, distributed and uh, seen in theaters. And, uh, you know, and we're in the middle of that. We have talks happening with a number of people right now about uh, distribution. And so that is sort of the next step. The, the response has been very positive, And we've gotten a lot of meetings out of the film because, uh, because I think it is sort of a fresher take on, on a genre that, uh, that are obviously sells and is obviously popular, but is also something that, uh, you know, having a new way into it is, is an interesting thing for distributors and for, movie theaters so you know I, I can't really speak to any of it um right now because nothing is final but uh but it looks it's looking pretty good that it'll see a little bit of a life past the festival circuit chris thor his film is astrea it'll be screening here at the napa valley film festival chris i thank you so much for spending some time with us it's been really lovely thank you so much thank you you're listening to napa